Welcome back, everyone. This is Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, looking snazzy in that beautiful Betsperts sweatshirt, Mr. Andy Molitor. It's just great. Oh, that's it's, well, is that the one that's actually white all the way across? Is that yeah, the that one's white. They, I told him make me one with it's white so I can use it on green screen. I should I should even go lower <laughs> just so people can see the nice logo. Yes, it is a really good sweater. Special edition. Still, I mean, if we want to just talk some some sponsors, some win bet stuff right away, you can you can still get these. Um, if you sign up for WinBet, yeah, so say, you know, I'll do this right at the beginning. Our sponsor, $500 Rich Free Bet. It's in a bunch of different states. And you know what? I like the guys over there. I enjoy the win. I, I, there's a couple of traders. I know if you guys remember Lindemann from uh, Twitter. Way back, I mean, he works over there. He actually, I'm going to share this right now because Motoy wanted me to uh, take a look. This is something I have no opinion on. I can offer you zero help. But if you want to bet on this, <laughs> I don't know if you can bet on this anywhere else right now. They have college world series odds and i know it's small because they're offering so many so this is college world series championship odds you can see arkansas vanderbilt mississippi state are favorites at four six and ten to one but i mean there's like 40 teams i think it's everybody who is in is listed so if you wanted to use your free bet on college world series i don't know if i would do that first off don't do that honestly just bet a game with it but that is that is something they're offering right now so college world series odds up at win bet and yes we do hope you do so support the fcs championship we talked about that last week so it's it's yeah i know that that's off hats off to them for putting up numbers in these tiny little markets yeah the trading room is uh the trading room's fun back there they're they're looking at the, some niche markets like that and putting odds up for it so good for them and yes uh if you want to sign up and you're in one of the states where you can or will be traveling to the links are in our pinned tweet on twitter at brown bag bats um we won't even talk about basketball yesterday i don't know the, the warriors just didn't basketball they didn't basketball yeah. like at all that was as easy as monday night was it was just as bad last night <laughs> Yeah, two t- uh, tennis went well. Um, you know, you bet a couple underdogs and you get one to pop. That's all you need. Make a little cash there. We'll get into some more in uh, something we haven't really done a lot of yet in tennis. I'm excited to get to that, but uh, we will probably just start with because I think I'm done with draft props for if I have anything else, it'll be in a blog I get out today or tomorrow. I I think I put one. I think I've put enough money in draft props at this point. I think I'm done with that. I will just be looking for some day two stuff after day one. Like I mentioned on the uh, on the timeline this morning, I did a mock draft last year. I'm going to do another mock draft this coming right now. Like I'll, I'll do one this afternoon. It'll be out tonight or in the morning. That it's actually you should sit down and do one. It's this is like the Charlie Murphy talking about getting beat by Prince in basketball. He's like, you you roll up there with your crew, see if you don't get embarrassed because they you can challenge him. Yeah, you challenge him because this is it's hard. Like I I sat and like oh yeah the oh yeah Chase Chase Young Joe Burrow this is easy. Oh I'm gonna throw a cute little trade in. Look the Lions are taking Tua and then you get to like fourteen like oh Christ like. This team, what is this team gonna do? I, I used up all the receivers. Like I don't know what's going on. I, I goofed up. Like the tight ends are, are funny right now. So it's really you should sit down and just try to do one, just a real remedial one. It's very difficult and mine sucked. But for the most part, I did have some fun. I nailed a few. So um I had uh Justin Jefferson going to the Eagles. 
if you want to read that as an Eagles fan and feel horrible because they could have taken him there. They still could have. Um, I had the Vikings with Rieger. I think I had it just mixed up or Rieger somewhere else. Either way, um, I'll, I'll be doing that. You can look for that blog out on BetSperts later today as, law, as well as I'll be putting all my golf plays in the blog now that we have a good tournament, a full tournament that I'm excited about. I'll get some more golf later. But we'll start today like we start every day during the NBA season with some picks in the association back on the horse. Small sample size, be damned. We don't care about yesterday. We're back at it. Numbers say play the Knicks again, huh? Just the start Knicks, with the Knicks, man. honestly. The Knicks have just been stellar. I mean, we've bet on them a couple times. I'm sure there's if you're in the NBA Twitter community, you've seen all the good stuff. They did finally um, lose a game to the Suns there to end their streak. But I think it was like a, a nine or almost ten game um, not just win streak, but win streak against the spread. So just a team that's playing very hard, focused on getting, I think, what will be the first home playoff series in, in New York in over a decade in quite some time. So I like them tonight. Um, they are, let me just double check, I believe they're at home. Yes, they're hosting the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine still out with, um, he's under quarantine, not playing tonight. That leaves us with Vucevic. It's just a great matchup for the Knicks qualitatively. They have plenty of big guys to slow down Vucevic on the offensive end. They have a ton of guards that I think are going to overwhelm what's left of the Bulls guards here tonight. I take a look at some of my numbers. I have Chicago as, I'm sorry, I have New York as a seven, almost eight point favorite in this game. Um, you know, kudos to anybody that got a better number here. I think there was some three and a half, three early this morning. I was happy to grab four. I would even play five. So let's go Knicks, which is a weird thing for me to cheer for, Andy. It's fun. It's 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 dumb to say, but it's almost like in some of these college things, like, oh, it's it's good for the sport when a certain school is good at football again that had some down years. Like, I think it's good for the sport when the Knicks are good at basketball because it is such a it's such a big. Well, it's, I mean, obviously a big city, but it's a big basketball town, and they had such a good fan base. It was fun back in the day with Spike on the sidelines and some of this, you know, some of the stuff they'd have with the rivalries around the league. So I'm personally, I don't. I don't give a shit about my Timberwolves, although they are on a three-game winning streak. First one of the season, no big deal. Don't let the Wolves zero percent chance of making the playoffs. Yes, don't let. Yeah, you, people are people are happy about that. Other teams are like, oh god, luckily we don't have to face this hot ass Wolves team in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, right now, right now, it's fun to see the Knicks playing well. Clint Richardson here from the chat says he got Tibbs at thirty-three to one for Coach of the Year. That was. That was one we thought was pretty locked up after the Jazz did what the Jazz did. But, man, there has been some steam on that, and rightfully so, considering what he's done with this team. So, yeah, I mean, Tibbs is getting a little credit. I still think the Coach of the Year award comes down to Monty Williams or Quinn Snyder, basically. I think whoever finishes with the better record there. And the Knicks, it's it's the stadium, really. It's Madison Square Garden. It, it There's so few arenas, so few you know places you go to watch a sporting event that still have – a lot of gravitas that just have this energy, this power to it. And even when the Knicks are bad, it's a great place to watch a game. And you used to have that um, in Golden State back when they played in Oakland. That arena, the original Oracle, was like that as well, even though it didn't get as much publicity. And it's just a rare thing in sports. I mean, I don't know personally. I haven't been to Fenway, you know, in a long time. But it's my understanding that maybe that's lost maybe a little bit of its – you know, kind of air with some of the changes they've made there. The new Yankee Stadium, people complained about quite a bit. So, you know, you lose some of these marquee arenas, but Madison Square Garden is always there, and it's just a great place to watch a basketball game. The fans are great. The players are always excited to, to be there. So it is as, as much as I uh, was raised to not like the Knicks, and I don't. I'm looking forward to just 
booing them in a playoff series here in Philadelphia at some point. That's fair. I can give you that. I mean, you're a Philly fan. I don't, I don't fault you for that. So speaking of Philly, the minus eight, is that a number that's still around? Let me double check. It looked like it was. I was actually lucky enough to find there was a rogue seven and a half yeah, out there, there that, that we got. Um, you know, if you follow me on Betsperts, you saw that. And it does. It looks like the eight is still sitting out there. There's even like a cheap eight. It looks like pennies at eight minus one oh two. So there might be a seven and a half. There might be an eight somewhere. Um, like the Sixers, I, I would play this out to nine. I make this eleven and a half, almost twelve. Sixers at home are fantastic. They have the entire roster tonight. The Hawks are without Trey Young. That would be their best asset against the Sixers team. The Sixers' weakness continues to be against very strong guards. Without Trey Young, there's nobody really that, that concerns me from that front on the Hawks. A lot of their play is going to be through their big men, which the Sixers have a lot of great answers for. I'm expecting a big night for them. Um, thought about maybe a Hawks team total under, stuff like that. Looked at a few alternatives, but at the end of the day, I think the Sixers can cover a big number here. Happy to lay the eight. How about our total? Another under, huh? We doing this again? I don't think try I, don't again. If any, I don't know if any game went under last night. It was it was it was a rough night it's for under betters last night. So we're gonna yeah, try the, again. The NBA Grand Slammy went over. That's true. It's tough, you know, to bet unders in Kings games. We've got no De'Aaron Fox, so that really slows that team down. Takes away a lot of their offensive potency. The Jazz continue to be without Donovan Mitchell, and it, Mike Conley is going to be out tonight. So I think what we're going to see is a very kind of slow plotting game. Offensively, things are going to be pretty limited. Yes, Jordan Clarkson will probably put up some big points tonight. Um, I'll be looking at some of his prop stuff later. He should just have a ton of usage and be able to shoot as much as he wants, again, without Conley, without Mitchell being there. But at the end of the day, the Jazz are happy to play defense. The Kings are going to struggle to score here. Just a lot of things adding up to an under. So happy to go under 222 and a half. I would play this down to 221, maybe 220 at a smaller stake. Get down with that. All right, I'm I'm in on the Knicks again. I've bet almost all your Knicks plays. I like that. Like, that's you know I don't tail everything just because I forget a lot also. But I like playing the. I, I just you get that like uh, recency bias that that uh, that good feeling from oh like I always win when I bet on this team, so I'm going to continue to do that. That's not a way you should do things. But I am uh, like I said, golf is tomorrow. Not a stupid tournament like they did with partners where they're going to shoot 30 under fun playoff actually like it wasn't bad on sunday to watch that but um a normal tournament so i'm excited about that i'm starting to finish up my card if you paid attention and if you, you know what if you're on this youtube channel if you subscribe to this youtube channel you saw that we're doing a new show there so i did this last night with pam pam maldonado she actually hit an outright last week on the show. So we did our approaching the green where I played the entire course. I forgot to put the settings back to like baby settings and I didn't even <laughs> play it. And like, cause I have it, you can't play career mode and have it on like super easy settings. It's just, it's no fun shooting 18 under every round. Like, so I have the settings jacked up a little for that. So, and I've gotten kind of good at that. So I, I didn't play horrible. I think I shot a two under, but at the same time, I, I was trying to break the course record. Padraig Harrington will remain the course record holder at uh, at Copperhead. But I had a lot of fun. We went through 16 bets on there. Pam even had a couple bonus ones. And uh, you can check that out right here on the YouTube channel. But for now, I will get into some round one stuff. I never check what time these go off, really, unless there's a huge wave advantage, which I'm not playing a ton of this week, even though we might have some. I'll get into weather later today when I do my blogging, but I did play a few round one matchups already. Uh, Adam Hadwin, honestly, all three of these are just fades, really. 
Uh, sometimes it's sometimes it's a play on a guy. Sometimes it's a fade on a guy. Sometimes it's a combination of both. Really, probably maybe the middle one's more of a combo. But the Hughes and Hadwin fades are something I'm playing. Hadwin is a downward trajectory kind of guy for his basically career. And Hoffman's somebody I've liked quite a bit lately. I've played on him. So it is a little expensive, so I ended up selling the half stroke. The price was okay on that. So I'm playing Hoffman over Hadwin. At uh, The handicap has to be my half stroke. So a tie would be a loss on this one, minus 104. Gooch is somebody, uh, and again, if you did watch last night, Gooch is somebody I bet on in a different sense. Uh, in the wild card round of just pick anything you want to bet on, I took him as top cowboy which is to say top Oklahoma State player. There's 10 Oklahoma State alumnus. That's a fuck market. Uh, yeah, they have these sometimes, but I didn't realize there was 10. And, you know, some of Bo Van Pelt isn't winning that. Like some of those are just dead numbers like we did with the College World Series. You know, USC it's Upstate is wearing that. Yeah. Bo, Bo, Van, Bo Van Pelt. Yeah. What's his odds for the I, Derby? I, I think like he's... He's Scott's cousin or something. But uh, either way, Gooch is somebody I like this week. Norn, you know, if you follow any of my golf, I bet him against him quite a bit. This is a, a nice number on him. And then Laird, again, not somebody I love, but a Mackenzie Hughes fade here. Somebody I like to bet against just based off numbers. The stats I'm using, some of the – uh, some of the stats. And, again, we did go over the course a little on the show last night, but it's not a – terribly hard course but it has some terribly hard holes some hard stretches and you need to find your way around these fairways nicely to line up your second shots uh par 71 down there in florida and like i said i'll have more golf stuff out later today on the betsperts app under some of my media and as i teased before we're doing something we've never done before i think i don't feel like we've given out a tennis outright so just no, because I mean, it, they all the tournaments are always starting by the time we get to the show on Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, turning. I'm, I'm, I'm going full screen. I'm doing. I'm centering you. I'm, I'm going full noops on this. What are we doing? Madrid outrights. I love that's this. right, folks. Hit some outrights this year. We're lucky, and we might have another one of these later in the year. We didn't get a chance to do this for Miami, but we've got a tournament. Um, some of the Masters tournaments or the 1,000-level tournaments, if you will. Tennis is usually a week-to-week thing. They'll start the big tournaments in the middle of the week and play like kind of a week and a half. So Madrid starts tomorrow. As I start to look at the draw, it is jam-packed. This is going to be a fantastic tournament. And frankly, it was really tough from an outright perspective. When you're going through and, and trying to find value in these markets, again, for those of you that aren't too familiar with tennis – Every tournament has a bracket, you know, similar to what you do for March Madness, but instead of teams, it's individual players, and they play down through the draw, and you have a winner, right? The first quarter of the draw really stacked. You've got Ashley Barty and Iga Schwitek. They're going to play each other in the third round, two of the best players. Schwitek in her first clay tournament after winning the French Open, um, I believe at the age of 18 or 19. She's less than 20 years old, just really spectacular, and someone's going to win a lot. Barty is arguably the best player on tour in her current form. They've got Kvitova down there. So, you know, we kind of have to pass over that. You know, the third quarter, very similar. You've got Sabalenka and Halep and a bunch of other good players in there. So we'll skip over that. Nobody in the second quarter I like. But as we go down to the bottom quarter of the draw, Naomi Osaka is the number two seed. She's incredibly talented. But Clay is by far her worst surface. And this will be her first Clay match and Clay tournament of the year. 
as I look at her draw, she's got a qualifier here on the first round. She'll be a big favorite in that match. But as I've talked about before, qualifiers have a big advantage, having had a chance to play a couple matches, not only in this tournament, as I go back and look at the list, all the qualifiers have played at least one clay tournament before this. So she's going to run into somebody that's in form, comfortable on the clay. Her next match against Carolina Mahova is going to be tough. And again, she'll be favorited all the way through here. But Given her name and you know, given the fact that the market probably overprices her a little bit on the surface, there's some value. And there's two women that stick out. Maria Sakkari at 40 to 1 and Karolina Pliskova at 33 to 1. Now, it's not ideal to pick two women that are in the same quarter, but if we go through and, and put these together at the right stakes, it was um, a little more than half a unit on Pliskova, a little less than half a unit on Sakkari. And essentially what you're doing is building a situation where I have Either of these women, at, uh, 17 to 1, more or less. That's kind of how the math works when you balance it out there. Again, as I look at this quarter, I think Osaka is very beatable. I think Pliskova and Zachary, again, are better than just about every other player in the, in the draw. So happy to put them together. Again, I think it was 0.55 units on Zachary and 0.45 units on Pliskova was the math there. But gives us a shot to have what I think is going to be the winner of the fourth quarter at about 17 to 1, again, if it's either one of them. Can't hear you. I am very much muted because I was typing a lot, trying to get something done while I was listening to you. Wax poetic about some women in Madrid, but I'm excited. I used to do this all the time with Kelly. We'd do outrights every week until we realized we were making a podcast that was evergreen for like 35 <laughs> minutes at some point, and we just got sick of trying to do it. It was a lot of fun. We'll have to get them on here to do. We'll find a time when there is like a men's outrights are up, and we can actually, you know, bet them and have some time to bet them because it, okay, it turns into for the that French. Yeah, I think. I mean, actually, maybe no, maybe next week. I think there's a couple uh, men's masters events next week. Yeah, we'll do something like that because it it is fun hitting those. Like we hit a lot of outrights over the years, and actually, you've hit a couple this year, so that's fun. Um, well, let's close with some daily plays, I guess. For again, the same tournament, Madrid. You had a couple plays, uh, <laughs> and you don't even know when these are, and I don't blame. It's you. tough. As I mentioned, round one starts tomorrow, but they just finished qualifying. I think the last qualifying match closed up about a minute ago. They haven't set the order of play. They haven't set the schedule. Generally, what in a tournament like this, what you'll see is half of the first round will be on Thursday. Half of the first round will be on Friday. All I know is that these are first round matches, so they could be tomorrow or they could be Friday. Either way, Play starts each day about four in the morning. So take a look and try to get these in, you know, before you go to bed tonight again, four in the morning, East Coast time. We'll start with Sai Sai Zhang. She's a small underdog here. Um, looking at her opponent, Magda Lynette. Again, not somebody that's very good on clay. She hasn't played a lot of clay tournaments. Zhang, you know, generally plays against worst competition, frankly, but is very comfortable on clay, has won a couple tournaments before on that surface. I look at some of my numbers here. I have her as a favorite right around minus 125 or so. So happy to take her at plus 105, plus 100, even minus 110, frankly, looks good to me. Madrid is played at altitude. You know, it's not as high up as some other places, but I think we're a little more than 2,200 feet above sea level. So what you have there is some thinner air. It allows players to, you know, hit the ball with more power, gives them a little more pace. And the way a lot of these stadiums are, are built, Madrid is just this really big, beautiful facility. And if you're lucky enough to get on some of the, you know, bigger courts, it's built almost like a football stadium where you're outside, but there's not much wind going on the way everything is covered. So uh, just a lot of good conditions for her here and some of these other players, frankly. But we'll start with Zhang as an underdog. Again, could be tomorrow, could be Friday, but that'll be a round one match. 
And then we're going to take our outrights. And not only are we going to back them to win the tournament, I'm actually going to put them together here in a parlay. I, I love them both to win their first match here. As I start to look at some of the lines, Zachary is minus 195 or a little bit better against Amanda Anasimova, who is in terrible form and just, again, doesn't have much, if any, experience playing on clay. I have a suspicion, frankly, that she might not be healthy and may just be showing up here to cash a check. Who knows? Happy to back, um, you know, Zachary. Zachary is someone that, is always in tip-top shape, is always playing at our highest effort. So happy to back her. I would have her closer to minus 250, frankly, you know, than the minus 195 or so that I'm seeing. And Pliska minus 150 against Coco Goff. And, uh, you know, sorry to ruin that. We're not going to play the over. They've got 21 and a half. They actually hung a good number there. Ooh. The three-set line looks they're, about Yeah, right. they're on to so, us. We're going to skip it and just take Pliskova again my, at minus 150. She's in pretty solid form. I think probably should have beaten Barty last week, frankly. Playing some nice tennis. She's performed well here before. Happy to back her again against Coco Goff, a younger player who doesn't have a ton of experience at this level on clay and just not really good data. Again, Pliskova's minus 150. I'd have this closer to minus 175 myself. And then Yulia Putin-Seva, minus Oot. three games. We love her. She's a, a ton of fun to watch. Really emotive. Yells and screams at herself and other players. Just a ton of intensity, just really, really, really fun to watch. She's got Joe Conta, someone who has really none of that um, in her first clay match. Yes, Joe Conta had a nice run about two years ago, but outside of, of that kind of, you know, frankly, one or two month outlier is generally very poor on this surface. And I'm happy to go against her in her first match this year on clay with a player that's had a little bit of time to warm up and who is just going to be bringing 110% of her effort. Happy to lay the three games there with her. I'm down. And yeah, I'm going to bet these and I'll check these bets out when they play in like two and a half days. Cause that's how you, you deal with this all the time. When we don't, it's called the, the OOP. It's not out. We don't have order of play. We don't know what's happening. We don't know any of the schedule, but lines are up and you can bet on these things plenty early. I think it's not also not a, not a bad plan when it comes to tennis, especially if your numbers are right. So again, thanks for joining us guys. Thanks for the hang. If you're in the YouTube channel, do hit the thumbs up. I think that's a I think that's a good thing. It helps us out. So look for my mock later on today and tomorrow. Look for my golf stuff. Look for Alex's tennis to continue. This is a big tournament, Madrid. I would assume you'd have lots of pick. Best of luck to the outrights. I'll be betting those. And, yes, if you want to follow along to the new golf show, uh, it does have a new Twitter account, APP the Green. Approaching the Green is too long for a Twitter account, so I abbreviated to the common parlance of uh, golf bettors, APP for approach. So thanks a lot, guys. We'll check you tomorrow. Baseball Friday tomorrow. It is not Friday tomorrow. You keep thinking it's Friday. Oh, Jesus. I keep thinking it's Friday. Spoiler, though. Spoiler, though, yes. There is a baseball guest. We got another baseball guest on Friday. Baseball Fridays are just going to be a thing.